Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You're a 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Two times a week here in the offseason, a very eventful offseason, Mark. Before we get to the news of the day, how are you? I'm doing well, Evan. Yeah, uh, the NFL never really sleeps, it seems like. It's the offseason, middle of the offseason. We just had free agency. That's been dying down. But, uh, you know, the NFL's got to keep churning that news machine. And, of course, it's the owners' meeting. So there's a lot of sound from general managers and head coaches and even others in the front office, owners as well. So a lot to talk about. But I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Look, at the the month of March is winding down. So my days in order which I can place bets <laughs> is also dwindling. So only a couple of days to maximize my profits. I must admit, I am up more than I thought I would be hey. at this point, which is always a plus. And uh, we got to figure out which team we're going to throw it all on in the next three days before this month ends. Uh, however, Mark, if I had to place a bet on who the front runner in the clubhouse right is for the 49ers right now mm. part of me as far as quarterbacks are concerned it would be brock purdy because as we're recording this on tuesday earlier today at the nfl owners meetings john lynch was asked by reporters about everything that's gone on since brock purdy's surgery of course he had it it was successful the timeline lays out about six months it is going to at least for now play out to be you know roughly around week one of the nfl season but john lynch was quoted as brock purdy as a potential starter saying i think brock has earned the right the way he played that he's probably the leader in the clubhouse at that of course referring to the starting position role if we were to line up right now he'd probably take the first snap now that's assuming brock purdy is going to be healthy but mark before we get into the semantics and the context of this what were your first thoughts when you heard John Lynch say that? Um, honestly, it it doesn't really mean all that much. I think we've all agreed, and we've been talking about it for a while. If healthy, uh, Brock Purdy is going to get the first crack at it. All this talk about John Lynch, and I know I've been, or pardon me, all this talk about Trey Lance, and I know I've been guilty of this, um, is just because of the question marks around Brock Purdy's health and you know the delayed surgery of his elbow, which has happened now, of course, and it was not Tommy John. So at the very worst, you could see him maybe missing 
a few weeks of regular season football, and that's at the very worst. So a lot of that speculation about Trey Lance was while Purdy's elbow was up in the air, and we weren't really sure what the timeline for recovery was going to be. And without certainty there, it just kind of opened the door for Trey Lance speculation. But with Brock Purdy's surgery, successful non-Tommy John UCL repair, not reconstruction, just repair, Again, at the worst, what? He misses a couple of weeks of regular season football, and then he gets right back in there and he plays, and the rest is history. At least that's the plan for the 49ers. So for me, Evan, this quote from John Lynch doesn't really do much for me. I think it was kind of the expectation after the successful surgery. Maybe something happens in the offseason. Maybe Trey Lance wows people and and their tune changes. I'm, I'm not counting on that. I'm not expecting it. But given everything else we've already seen this offseason, Evan, this particular quote, while it does mean something coming from the general manager of the team, doesn't really surprise me all that much. And John Lynch added further that he hopes that Brock Purdy is ready to go for training camp and sort of alluded that they won't be able to make their next yeah. you know, evaluation of Brock until the 12-week 12 week mark, which is when he can officially start throwing and then they'll have a better idea of when he can come back. But the optimistic timeline is to have him back for training camp. That would allow him ideally to be the day one starter. I am with you up until a point. And the reason is because this is officially the first time that we have heard either John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan not reference an equal hierarchy in the quarterback room this offseason. Kyle Shanahan was quoted at the end of the year in his press conference saying that we have two quality starting caliber quarterbacks, which I believe he still believes. But John Lynch, now after the surgery, in my mind, has identified this scenario, which is it's Brock Purdy's job. And that I don't think is going to change unless there are setbacks with his injured arm currently. If he is back within a few weeks of the season, and we've laid out some hypotheticals throughout this offseason of whether Trey Lance could start a game, could start two games, maybe the first month. To me, when I hear this, has earned the right to be essentially your starting quarterback, I hear John Lynch saying, Brock Purdy, when he is healthy, when we deem him ready to go, is going to be under center no matter how any of the other quarterbacks are performing or have performed this offseason. Maybe that's just taking it a little bit too far, Mark. But when I hear John Lynch and the unequivocal confidence that he is speaking with about Brock Purdy and earning that right because of what he did last season, I'm hearing a guy saying, this is our dude. Brock Purdy's our QB1, and it's just a matter of time until he is going to be back under center. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. It is also difficult to hear this and not think of it as not necessarily a shot or a slight, um, but as discouraging news for Trey Lance. If you're a fan of Trey Lance and if you are still waiting to see him lead this 49ers team and get more than just a game here or there, uh, John Lynch coming out and saying this doesn't really bode well for you. And I know when we were in the the peak of the the Brock Purdy delayed surgery, you know, time like a month ago, I, I did come out with a hot take saying I think Trey Lance would start more games than Brock Purdy for the 49ers in this coming season. 
as you know, we've talked a little bit about it on the podcast and off the podcast. I have completely changed my course on that <laughs> one. I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Maybe Trey Lance starts week one, week two. Perhaps that's it. Then Brock Purdy's back and, and he takes the reins. But it's comments like this, Evan, which, again, don't really surprise me all that much, given what we've seen the last few weeks, what we've heard about his his elbow and the surgery and everything going successful and how much the the Niners front office and the players clearly with all the media hits that they do, how much they respect Brock Purdy and understand what he did with them at the end of last season wasn't really a fluke. The way that they talk about him, it's pretty clear the team from top to bottom, for the most part, I'm, I'm sure there are some people that disagree in the organization, but for the most part, it seems this organization is bought in behind Brock Purdy. So you hear another um, you know, another quote like this from someone high up in the organization like John Lynch defending Brock Purdy. You also have to read that on the other side. And the other side is we're just not quite so sure that Trey Lance has what it takes. Now, it's unfortunate because he hasn't really gotten a fair chance. Maybe he never gets the fair chance. But every comment about uh, Brock Purdy being this team starter, I think there's also a subliminal message saying, yeah, we're not so sure about Trey Lance. Yeah, and, and look, his final kind of note on this was, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but we don't care where you are drafted. That doesn't matter. That's always been the stance of the 49ers, that if you were picked in the first round or quite literally if you were the last pick of the draft, if you perform, you are going to get a chance to start. This is where I do think we will run into some conversation throughout this summer. And, of course, leading into next season, which is if you're saying that Brock Purdy has earned the right to be your starting quarterback and you are essentially saying that Trey Lance is going to be QB2 and he's going to help fill in and maybe if Brock Purdy is going to miss some games, you are also saying that you drafted the wrong guy. Like, like you took the wrong dude. I mean, if, if Trey Lance is drafted and you gave up the capital you did for him to be your franchise quarterback for years to come, well, I know Brock Purdy is very good. And Trey Lance still has a chance to be good, according to John Lynch. But it doesn't look like it's going to be for this team if you're telling me that Brock Purdy is your guy. Now, it's going to be great to have a, a, another serviceable arm in case Brock Purdy, God forbid, gets hurt or, or you know, potentially doesn't live up to the expectations that were, you know, I, I don't expect him to just fall off a cliff, but maybe yeah. he has, you know, struggles in his sophomore season, essentially. Maybe Trey Lance is ready, and maybe Trey Lance, like you said, makes some huge strides. But you're telling me with this message that you also are you also culpable in this too. Like your your quarterback room is not a mess, but it is a house of cards at this point. And the guy that you picked to be at the top is all of a sudden just falling off your deck. Like Trey Lance is, is no longer a factor in this equation. If Brock Purdy is healthy and if he's performing, which we all expect him to, I mean, I, I do have to look at John Lynch a little, a little bit like that as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that has been relatively apparent for a while. Now Trey Lance could still, you know, eventually have a decent career in the NFL and, and maybe he pans out with a different team um, and who knows? I'm not saying I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer or even an All Pro, but just because he hasn't been able to to get on the field much does not mean the rest of his career is doomed. But I'm with you in that the 49ers, 
in their actions. And I think it's begun way more than just this John Lynch quote, way before just this John Lynch quote. They have told you through their confidence levels in Brock Purdy. And again, back to what I was saying last time, which you can translate into, you know, not confidence in Trey Lance. They're telling you that they missed up, messed up that pick. But I'll ask you this. What is a better thing for the 49ers to do in this situation? Let's pretend for a moment they're convinced Trey Lance is not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback in the NFL. They are convinced they can't win a Super Bowl with Trey Lance. What should they do at that point? They should cut bait. They should move on. They should try to find a different solution as opposed to, you know, holding out hope that it does work. So you can blame them for making the wrong pick because it certainly feels that way, Evan. I mean, everything that we've seen over the last couple of seasons points to the fact that Trey Lance was not worthy of being taken third overall. That's really obvious right now. But it's also... I think difficult for for an organization who poured all of those assets into that pick to admit defeat on that pick. And the 49ers, they haven't explicitly said that was the wrong pick and they never will. But through the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing, it does seem to me, and this was your point, that they are admitting defeat on that pick, which again, it's, it's, not a good thing. You don't want to ever do that. But when you are in the situation to either continue trying with something that you think might not work or move on, you should move on. It's tough, but you should move on. So I think the Niners deserve at least a little bit of credit for not necessarily owning up to the mistake, but recognizing it and and trying as best as they can to move past it. I can't give them credit yet. I'm sorry. I cannot give them credit until the guy that usurped your franchise quarterback to be delivers. And if you're telling me that Trey Lance can't win a Super Bowl, I'll buy that. He hasn't shown the ability to be a game-changing force yet. Unfortunately, he hasn't had the chance, primarily due to injury last year. But if you're saying that that's what you're aiming for, that that's the standard, well, then Brock Purdy better be damn good. Yeah, I mean, and the rest of this roster had better help him be damn good as well. And they were last year, and they were close to getting to a Super Bowl. But what by by admitting defeat, I think also at Trey Lance, what you're doing is you are placing a heavy expectation on a guy that played last year with relatively none. I mean, Brock Purdy was playing at the house money last year. He's the last pick in the draft. Wasn't expected to be on the field. Wasn't expected maybe to be on the roster. However, he goes out and balls out, hasn't lost a game in which he has started and then finished. But this next year... I, I, I want to see that same energy kept for Brock Purdy that it was for Trey Lance and, of course, also Jimmy Garoppolo because it's going to be his second season. I think some people are going to be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and give him some leeway. But if John Lynch is saying he's earned the right to be our quarterback, well, then everything that you expected for Trey Lance now falls upon Brock Purdy. That is where I cannot give the San Francisco 49ers credit yet because Brock Purdy still has to earn that, and those expectations to me are where the credit is eventually, hopefully, going to get bestowed because, to be honest, he hasn't done much in this league yet. He's played nine games. He's won them all. He's been fantastic. But I don't know how Trey Lance would have looked with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. I don't know how Jimmy Garoppolo might have been able to do if he didn't get hurt to end the season. Brock Purdy made the best of of the situation that he had last year, but now it is a brand-new, clean slate, and they got expectations not just to win, win the division, 
but to win the conference. That's the type of stuff that right now is falling upon Brock Purdy. Well, you're right. And I want to make it clear. I I don't think that, you know, look at the whole net of the result of the Trey Lance pick. I'm, I'm not making a case that it's been a net positive at all. Obviously, you would have much rather have picked someone who has played more and impacted the game on the field more for you in that position, or you would have hoped to not even trade up at all and and just take Justin Fields with your original pick and keep your future first round picks. Obviously there were much better things for the Niners to do in hindsight. All I'm saying is if you are in a situation where either you continue toiling away with someone who you think isn't good enough, good enough, or you try to find a different solution. The better thing is always try to find a better solution. And while the jury is still out at this point um, on the entirety of Brock Purdy's ability, obviously we saw great flashes at the end of this last season. But as a whole, we don't know yet. You're right. The, the expectation is win a conference championship, compete for a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. If Brock Purdy doesn't do that, then the solution didn't work either. It, it's just, in my opinion, better for them to not be so steadfast and, I don't know, strident in trying to make, trying to fit, you know, a square peg in a round hole. Is that what Trey Lance is? I'm not so sure, but based on what they're saying and how they're talking about him, it does seem like that. Instead of just trying to force that and get it to work, move on and try to find a different solution. I'm not convinced that Brock Purdy is that solution. If he is, great. If he's not, keep searching. But it is better to begin the search when you're convinced that you don't have the solution currently. And now we'll see what that does look like for Brock Purdy. But still, again, as a net whole, you, you take into account everything that has happened from that draft pick on, of course it's been a net negative because you didn't hit on the pick. But I do think there is a a little bit there about the 49ers being willing to go on and try to find a solution elsewhere. Most teams would probably do that, but it's just a difficult thing to do, and I think it's worth bringing up. Yeah, look, I'll I'll give you credit if it's like you're down to the count 0 and 2, it's 95 on the hands, you you foul it off, maybe you break your bat, maybe you strike out, you fail. I'll I'll give you credit for that. But a 3 1 EFIS pitch down the middle of the plate (laughs) is generally supposed to be knocked out of the park. And and it it may be an unfair comparison, but there are levels to this. And I I just just want people to keep the same energy for Brock Purdy that they did for his, uh, well, what should have been predecessor.